On this episode of The Mompreneur Show, I'm talking to Natalie of bizchicks.com. She's a wife, a mother of three children, a podcaster, and a coach. And today we'll be talking about how to create more profit for your business so you can contribute more to your family. I'm your host, Vicky Lashenko, and this is a show that features amazing stories of the most remarkable mompreneurs. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Natalie, welcome to the show. Hi, Vicki. Thank you so much. This is really exciting. It's amazing how you're using technology to conduct these interviews. So thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, Natalie, it's such a pleasure. I've been really, really looking forward to it. And I've heard so many good things about you from various different mom entrepreneurs. And you know what one of them said is that Natalie really puts her family first. And I love that. And so I am so honored, so honored to have you on the show and to really pick your brain about how do you do this? How do you run this incredible podcast and incredible coaching? And and we'll define incredible, uh, amazing coaching business, um, speaking career, and at the same time, prioritizing your family. So I really want to hear um, way back, start way back, how you got started, and then we'll come to the present and we'll talk more about how to create profit for in your business for your family. Mm, well, thank you so much. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. I will say that I have a cold, so I may have to clear my throat a little bit. Part of having little children, I have children ages 2 to 14, Part of having little ones in preschool is that they bring home all these germs and then they want to kiss you on the lips and you have to say yes. Like you can't say no to that, a cute little kiss. So I am, I'm battling a cold right now, but I was so delighted to get to be here. I was, nothing was going to stop me. So. Oh, no problem. (laughs) Well, you know what, Natalie, you sound amazing. I feel like when we have a cold, we women (laughs) sound a little like raspy and it's super cute. So. Well, good. Yeah, it's working for me. I will, I will go with that. Yes. Well, I started, uh, the Biz Chicks podcast in 2014, in January, 2014. So, um, we're just like about, you know, six weeks away or seven or eight weeks away from my three-year anniversary of podcasting. Wow. And I started the podcast because at the time, there really weren't very many podcasts featuring women entrepreneurs. And I was a woman, I was an entrepreneur at the time. I had a, a software company with my husband. Wow. And I really wanted to hear uh, about women's experiences. And when I would hear a man interview, interview a woman, he wouldn't ask her the questions I had. Like, how is she, how does she run this business? Like literally just what you just asked me, how do you do this as a busy mom? Like, how is this possible? How are you making this work? And so I would have all these questions and it was a secret dream of mine to have a radio show. Wow! So that was like a hidden dream. And you know, technology all came together so that I could create a podcast from my home. And so I launched the Biz Chicks podcast and it didn't all go as pretty. It wasn't, the first year wasn't pretty is what I will say. I thought I will create this podcast. All these people will find me and listen to me and all these sponsors will want to pay me for, to have access to my audience. 
and that will be the business. And maybe I'll do some coaching. Maybe I will create a, you know, I should create a digital product. I'll create an ebook and then all those people want to buy my ebook. So I love to tell people and I've been, which is one of the things I've been talking about when I've been speaking this year is that uh, the first year uh, I will tell you exactly how much I made. Oh, wow. Yeah. Zero. I made no money my first year. I will say (laughs) I was balancing a lot. I was balancing too much. I was releasing five episodes a week, which is a crazy schedule. Crazy. I was also working in our other business and I was pregnant with my third child. So it was a really crazy year and all the expectations I had for myself, I almost quit. I was so close to quitting. And one of the reasons I didn't is that I launched a Facebook group. I launched a Facebook group in November, so 11 months after. And that was how I started talking to my listeners and engaging with them. And Mm -hmm. then I realized I was impacting others. And at that time, I decided I couldn't keep doing this if I wasn't going to see monetization coming from it. If if there wasn't a business attached to this, I couldn't take this time away from my family Mm -hmm. to work on the podcast. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Wow. So what, how long did you do the five episodes a week? I did that for the first, um, 75 episodes and then I went to three a week. And then after I had my son, so I, I gave birth in November, I mean in September, then I went to two episodes a week and I, and then in the second year, sometime in the second year, I, I went to this one a week schedule. Mm. And this has been the best for me and for my family because in podcasting, you think, oh, you just record something and then you're done. But we get to, we have the opportunity to edit afterwards, which you don't on live, which just makes us so brave, right? Um, but after the fact, we edit, we have the, we can edit, we can add music, we can add uh, sponsor messages. And, uh, and then there's a lot of promotion involved. There's reaching your audience and connecting with your audience coordinating with your guests, it really takes me at least 10 hours a week to produce one show. It's true. I agree. And uh, ladies, those of you who are watching this live, thank you so much for joining us. And it's true. Like it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of hours. I want to acknowledge you ladies here in the comments. Um, Wow. A lot of um, Natalie lovers here. Uh, I shared it in my group and on my on my personal page. So I'm one of your sharers. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Chrissy said, love how candid Natalie is about her journey. Yes, I I agree. I love it. Very raw, very just however, how it is. That's how it is. Um, Tara said, Tara said, uh, Natalie, don't you didn't you have a cold last year this time? (laughs) Probably. Um, Yes. (laughs) Hi, Betsy. Hey, Leslie. you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, so back to you, Natalie. Hey, now- Ms. Chicks, I want to just give you a quick kiss. So fun to see you. So, Natalie, you've built an incredible community, and I want to talk to you about that in a bit, but I mm-hmm. want to go back into your podcasting and talk to you sure. about um, how did you book five guests a week? <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought about that as a business at one point because uh, my, my great friend, uh, Jessica Rhodes has that business. It's called Interview Connections. I think you you had her on yes, here on yes. your show. She's, She's amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I thought about that as a business because we became so great at doing that. I I, I knew that I needed help immediately when yeah. I started my podcast, and so we invested. You know, we t- we set aside money to invest in our business from the get go. So we hired a virtual assistant, and she was based is based in the Philippines. 
And so she and I created a system where we would coordinate and book guests. So I love finding guests. I like the hunt of it. So that is fun for me. So I would, first I use my own personal network. So if you listen to some of those early interviews, they are people that I know somehow or that someone else I know Mm -hmm. knows. Mm -hmm. So I actually was given a beautiful gift at the very beginning. I was one of the founding members of Podcasters Paradise, which is John Lee Dumas's podcasting community where he trains people how to podcast. I was one of the first 28 people to sign up and I paid $197. It is now, yeah, it is now thousands. So I got a really good deal. Uh, but I, I met John at a conference right before I launched. It was called new media expo. Mm -hmm. That conference doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So I met John at new media expo and I was like, hi, I'm a member of podcasters paradise. I went to a meetup he had and he said, you know, I asked him first if he'd be on my show and he said yes. And he's like, I don't know, number 16 or something. And, (laughs) uh, and then he said, and go through my guest list, choose 10 people and I will connect you to them. Wow. And he did. That's amazing. So that was such a cool gift. I don't think he does that for the thousands of people. No, but it, that's like one of the benefits of being an early adopter of anyone's program is they are going to be more involved with you. So oh, absolutely. Cause so I, that was amazing. So, and I, I completely like, you know, I agree with what you said about John Lee. I met him in New York a few years back and he's so chill and very personable, very friendly, always willing to uh, land a hand. And I was really, really impressed because, you know, oftentimes we and ladies, those of you who are watching now, like oftentimes viewers would look at podcast, you know, show hosts or we looking up to like the radio hosts or the TV anchors and like we put him at a pedestal and we're like oh my gosh like this person is like an icon so perfect but it's not true like that's not how it works like we're just like you we're no better than you we're just doing something different something that we love and so when I think that was like a turning point for me when I met John I was like wait he's human (laughs) and uh, yeah it's all good so so I really appreciate you sharing that so now let's go back and I want to talk to you about how did you leverage your podcast to become a leader in the industry? Mm -hmm. I mean, it took you three years, but look where you are now. (laughs) Thank you. It's really exciting because right now I am feeling the effects of all of the work I've done for the last three years. And what I find with most entrepreneurs is that they stop. They don't put in enough time and the expectation for success and the time frame for what they think whatever success level they have in their head, they don't give themselves enough time. We Mm -hmm. only see stories of everything on Facebook is, you know, I had the six figure launch and, um, you know, take this course and make, you know, five figures. And there's all of these expectations that this all happens very quickly. And I will just share that it it doesn't, it takes a lot of time. I I have a, a great story that can kind of share this and then I'll go back into like how my podcast has impacted me. Please do. So I attended social media marketing world mm-hmm. in 2014 and 2015. And then I attended a meetup at social media marketing world 2016. So I've kind of been involved in that conference and it was kind of the first time I attended. It was a dream that maybe like sometime I could speak there. So wow. I, um, I actually was invited I didn't pitch. I was invited this year to host a panel 
on using your podcast as a marketing tool for your business. Amazing. And I actually got input in who was on that panel. So it was very exciting. Actually, they came to me and said, Natalie, will you lead this panel? Amy Porterfield is in. That's amazing. "Uh, Yes, I'd love to lead a panel with Amy Porterfield. So the way the panel has ended up is that it's going to be literally three of my favorite podcasters, Amy Porterfield, Shailene Johnson, and Mike Morrison, who has the Membership Site Guys podcast. I've Probably all three of them, I've listened to the majority of their episodes, and I wow. admire each of them for different reasons, and I couldn't have anticipated, like, that's something like I, I thought would be really cool to happen, and it, it literally happened from so many different small things. Like, it wasn't like I said, in 2017, I want to create this panel and be on this panel. That wasn't how it happened. It was a series of little, like probably 10 steps along the way that led to this. And I don't even know exactly how it happened. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really amazing. And um, and so that's just like one example of things that take time and you start to get traction in your industry and you start to get noticed. And one thing leads to another. And one networking connection leads to something else. And it's it's not a straight line and it's not a formula you can follow. Exactly. And Natalie, I love that you shared that there's no formula, not a straight line. There's so many ups and downs. And like you said, you know, in your first year of business, you didn't make any money. And and that's how it is for a lot of us. It's yes. it's not a secret. It's that's how that's just how things go. And so many like I would say a lot of our fam- my family members would be like, well, how are you making money? Like, like it's a business. You got to start making money right away. But I don't agree, especially in this media age, you have to create the audience. And how do you create the audience? By giving them something that they want. And so Natalie, you have been giving something um, to mom entrepreneurs all over the world, something that they want, and they absolutely reacted to it. And look where you are now. Like it completely, completely snowballed. And so um, I love the encouragement that you're giving to moms is that like, keep going. You might not make money right now, but keep putting your yourself out there keep putting the work in and like you will be amazed how many good things will happen one thing I want to share in terms of podcasting is that in the second year I decided I do need to make money or I can't keep doing this this gig so in the second year which was 2015 I started um, paid masterminds and so I started masterminding with my community I did um, a, a group coaching program with some other podcasters And uh, I started doing one-on-one coaching as well. And most people tell you that you should not do one-on-one work. You should only look to have um, courses and things like don't trade your time for money. And I actually completely disagree with that because I find that I will trade my time for money at the right price any day. We all have a, a... an amount of money where it's really worth it for us to trade our time for our money. And so, and the other benefit is, is that the more people you work with in that you're drawing to you in your community, the more people you get to know and understand what their needs are, then you know what to create for them. So I now know I am attracting three different types of women to, to me. And they're actually at three different levels. Some are brand new entrepreneurs Some are uh, entrepreneurs that are farther along on their journey and are monetizing. Mm -hmm. And some are six-figure and multi-six-figure entrepreneurs. I am drawing all three to me. 
And so I now know that I have, I've worked with them this year. I've, I've actually done 70 strategy sessions with entrepreneurs where they have paid me for 60 to 90 minutes of my time to like give zap into their business. Like I zap in and I zap out, but I have learned so much about literally the state of women entrepreneurs at all levels. And I know what my audience needs. And so I know exactly what to create for them in 2017. And I never would have known that if I hadn't done work, if I hadn't worked with them. Exactly. So I feel like for those of you that have, um, like, just like, if I could just give some wisdom to everybody, if I could coach you for a second. Please do, yeah. (laughs) And not you, Vicki, but everybody listening and, and all of us, like, this is what I coached myself on, is that. We all, most of us have a marketable service or skill that people would pay for. If that describes you, do some of that work and get to know the people that are interested in working with you. See how you can serve them more and deeper and then see, is there a way to create something where you could make like a DIY version of that where people could come together in a group format or take a course, um, take a course from you that gives that information at maybe a lower price point. But you can build a six-figure and multi-six-figure business just by trading your time for money. And for for most people, I think they're pretty happy with that income level. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> Natalie. And I love that you share that um, about courses. And so, it, I mean, we're bombarded with these marketing messages all the time, especially if sure. we're tapped our foot into entrepreneurship. Like we get um, Facebook ads, specifically for us entrepreneurs and says like create your course now you know seven figure anyway and so um the it's very deceiving especially for those who are starting out like first work on your value proposition how are you going to help others and then i feel like i completely agree with you about um really getting to know your customers before you create anything because how are you supposed to know what kind of course to create or what kind of answer uh, questions to answer if you haven't worked one-on-one with people? So love that you shared that. So Natalie, let's move on and talk about profit. And I do yes. want you to touch upon a little bit of, uh, on the whole um, six-figure, seven-figure thing when where <laughs> yes. people talk about like, oh, I had this figure launch and this figure yes. launch. So um, talk to us about that. Okay, so... I, I want to talk about some of the lies I feel that are out there. Yes. And then I have like, I have a huge passion for all of us to have more profit in our business in 2017. My word for 2017 is profit. And I'm going to have the opportunity to speak with women in like in person at some conferences next year about profit, which I'm super thrilled to do. And so I'm excited to give you guys a little preview today of some of the things that I'm feeling really passionate about around that topic. But one of the things I noticed, you know, working with all these different entrepreneurs uh, this year, all these different women, I have learned that there's a misconception that if I create a course, it will sell and I will make four, five, six, seven figures. You pick your number in there, whatever you think it's going to be. But I've heard all those numbers thrown at me from different entrepreneurs. And so I always ask people, how big is your email list? Because the people selling these large courses have huge email lists. And what they usually leave out telling you when they share their story is they spent thousands and thousands of dollars to build those email lists, usually using Facebook ads. So if you're on Facebook, if you like clicked on a few things and you're in the entrepreneurial space, you get act, you get invited to go to this webinar, to, 
to trade your email for this lead magnet or this free offer, this free um, checklist or PDF. When you do that, you're added to someone's email list and they have paid Facebook to get access to you. And so if you hear someone telling a story about, I had a four-figure, five-figure, six-figure lunch, I would want you to ask them, how much did you pay to build your email list? Because that is usually left out. Also, people that have a six-figure launch or even a five-figure launch usually have a team of people helping them. They usually have a Facebook ads manager. They usually have a content creator, a copywriter. They usually have a project manager. And then they have themselves and maybe a few other people. So I think that if we understood that and what they don't share, this is the number they don't share. They don't share their profit number. What was your profit on that course? How much did you make at the end of the day? How much money after that course did you take and put into your family's bank account? That's the number I want to hear. And we never hear that. We rarely hear that. There are, I will say there are a couple people that are very real and share those numbers, but they're few and far between. Usually we just hear that top line revenue number and that's what we're chasing. And many of those people, especially on that first launch, may have put very little into their own personal bank account. Exactly. And so... We don't know that. We don't know what's behind it. And then this is a sad thing also, Vicki. Some people are lying. Some people are just flat out lying about their numbers and their launches. We don't know. And I'm not calling anyone in particular a liar. I just know from watching different people that some people are not telling the truth or they created something that cannot be replicated again by themselves or anyone else. Yeah. And And that's what they're selling. And Natalie, I appreciate you so much for... (laughs) Same. We're getting real here. Yes. We're getting real and I'm saying some stuff that's controversial and, and I'm happy to do it. Of course. And and you know, we're here to speak the truth and um exactly what we see. And so I love that you shared that and really like stepped outside and just said it how it is. And that's the thing. It's like I mean, we can apply this to anything. For example, like Instagram. Like there's so many moms on Instagram who have the most perfect lives in the world. Like Oh my gosh. But it looks amazing. It looks amazing. But <laughs> really, like, families are broken apart, but they're not showing that. Like, and so I personally see that myself too in business and in family. And so, ladies who are watching us live, please don't get deceived by what you see. And a lot of it is called lifestyle business marketing. And it's they post uh, pictures of themselves on vacation or whatever with nice purses, watches, what whatnot, and then they want you to want what they have by following whatever they're doing, and that's how they sell you on that. And I really want you to be aware of that. And like Natalie, I appreciate you so much for get, uh, taking you know giving this to our attention because it's so true. So. Yeah, it's really hard. Being being a mom and an entrepreneur is is really hard. It's really, a lot of it is a mental game. And mm-hmm. I encourage my audience to be careful who they're following. If, if people are intimidating you or if you look at someone's Instagram feed and it makes you feel less than, unfollow them. If, if it's me, if I am doing things that are making you feel less than, I want you to unfollow me. Like I, I've told my audience this. And I've also said, Stop buying stuff that you think is going to transform your business because it probably isn't. Mm. Stop buying courses. Don't pay for coaching. Like do things that you are sure or you can see the cost benefit relationship. Like I'm going to pay this 
and this is what I'm going to get. And exactly. and you know that not just, I see so many women and they will tell me, I think if I buy this course, then I'll be successful. I think if I get this certification, then I will be worthy to do whatever it is I think I should be doing. Like exactly. that will give me that I will be accepted at that point. Yeah. And the truth is, is that you can buy, there's, there are some awesome courses out there and I have bought some and some are amazing and some are duds, yes. but there are some amazing courses out there. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I've watched people buy a course from someone I would trust. They follow their entire program and they do not get this. They literally yeah. follow it step by step and they do not get the same results. So there is no guarantee. And to just be very intentional with how you are spending money for your business. Exactly. And Natalie, I wish you told me this three to four years ago. Like, I was such a course junkie. You will not believe it. Like, I took mm-hmm. every course under the sun. And it's true. Some, very few are really good. Um, and most of them are really fluffy and things mm-hmm. that you already know. And so what I what I stand behind is that, and like exactly what you said, it's like you, you already know what you need to do. Like, yes. literally, take a pen pencil and just do a brain dump you already know and pick things that are most crucial most important or that come first and so completely agree don't waste your money on things like this um really i mean and of course you know a coach having a good coach is so important but i feel like you really need to have your ducks in a row before you do that you do you need to um you need to make sure that that coach is the right fit for you and uh and that they they are going to provide what you need. Exactly. So not, I mean, I know that I'm not a fit for everyone to work with me. Exactly. I, that's why one reason I created these strategy sessions, because it was a one-time way for people to work with me. And I know I can deliver. I know I can help any entrepreneur, literally regardless of your level. Even if you're a multimillionaire, I know I can help people in a strategy session in a one-time meeting. So that has been a really great thing for my business. And I think that having a one-time, one-off way for people to work with you works across many industries exactly. and is a great, safe way for you to create an offering to uh, so that you could literally replicate what you, I think you could replicate what I did. So, which is create a way for people to work with you in a short, um, a short spurt. So maybe a little bit of an investment, but it's not a forever investment or a six-month investment. So most people can afford to pay a one-time, you know, I really need what you're offering and um, and so I'm willing to invest in that short amount of time and amount of money. Okay, now, so how can uh, mama entrepreneurs apply this right now in their life? Okay, so one of the one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I shared is that we need to make sure we're solving a big enough problem. We need to be solving a problem that people are willing to pay for. So a lot of times I will hear entrepreneurs want they are very passionate about something and they 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 want to share that with someone. They want to train someone on that or impart their knowledge, but their audience or people that are attracted to them aren't willing to pay for that. Mm -hmm. So you really need to get down to, and that's where the one-on-one work and even doing some free one-on-one work. If you have not done this work before is getting tapping into people and finding out what, what are some things that they need that you can solve? So you can almost think of it as here is you right here in a circle it's you and all your gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. Here is another circle with people and their their problems, the things that they need help with. You need to find the intersection between those two circles. And exactly. the intersection is your offering. It's it's the it's the intersection of things that you want to be paid for and things people are willing to for. 
And sometimes what we sell isn't exactly what we deliver. So in my strategy sessions, I don't, when I talk about what I do, I say that I will help you get focused on your business. I will help you um, create an action plan. You'll get focus, clarity, and an action plan. You will walk away knowing what next steps you should do. That is what I sell. What I don't say that I sell, which is something I deliver, Mm -hmm. is I help people with their mindset. I dig into any money issues they have. I make sure they leave feeling very confident. And so each session is different. I don't know exactly before they start what exactly is going to happen. I know I have a guiding point of where we might go, but sometimes Mm -hmm. there's some really deep-rooted money mindset things that are holding someone back. And no matter how much strategy I give them, they're not going to get there because they don't they have something that's keeping them at the level they're at. And so we have to work through that. So while I provide that, I don't sell that. So sometimes, and it's not not that I'm doing a bait and switch because I'm still delivering and my clients feel very satisfied when they leave. But I don't know if I told someone, I'm going to help you with your confidence or I'm going to leave you feeling very encouraged. Like you're going to meet with me and you're going to feel so encouraged. Is someone going to pay just to be encouraged? Probably not. No. <laughs> is someone going to pay for me to give help them be confident? I don't know. Sometimes yeah. you got to be you got to really have done a lot of other work to know that that is your stumbling block. But will they pay to have a plan? Yes. If they don't have a plan and they're having trouble executing, they will pay for a plan. So we need to think about what people need and what we're delivering and the com- best combination of all that. And, and Natalie, I love that you said that because it's like people don't even know what they want. So give people what they think they need and want and deliver what they actually do. And so, and oftentimes they come for, you know, business coaching. I want to grow my business. But once you start, it's like, you know, I work with mom entrepreneurs too, and I do one-on-one coaching as well. And it's like, when you start digging, there's so much more things that need to be fixed before we move on to growing your business, you know? And so I love that you shared that. So, but how can, for example, like if somebody's not in the coaching industry, how can they increase their profits? Like for maybe for a mom just starting out. So for a mom just starting out, it's often easiest to think about what else you've been paid to do. So I'm assuming someone has a business. Let's take like, for example, like a graphic designer. That's a business I can think Mm -hmm. of quickly offhand. Um, or someone, or maybe give me a business. Do you have a business that you have in mind and we can kind of no, say I'm how thinking, it out? I'm thinking of a mom for some, just randomly, who um, is really good at decorating. Just like I have a friend, I have a few friends who are amazing at decorating. Um, and so they they set the tables, they, they, they design like the backdrops and stuff. And it's really beautiful. And you can tell that they're absolutely on fire for that. Like they love what they do. And so how can they turn that passion into a business? Okay. So we're going to get there, but I want to make sure that we get a few um, things to think about in advance. Mm -hmm. When we start a business, it usually involves investing some money. So a lot of people think they can start a business with, with nothing. And in a service-based business, you can, if you have the ability to get clients quickly. So, If you have a need to get clients, you're probably going to have to invest some money in a website, in a possibly a logo, uh, in there's some things that you're going to need, some software you're going to need to buy to run your business. So what I recommend people do to start with is to decide what that amount is. 
So if you're married, work with your spouse and say, I want to start this business. Could we take whatever it is for your family that makes sense, could we take that amount, I'm going to put that into a business account, and that is where I'm going to start. And that is whatever that nest egg is for the business is where Mm -hmm. you start, and you have that money to use. And then you want to think, how can I use this most wisely, this money? Maybe it is paying for coaching. Maybe it is hiring um, someone to train you on a social media platform you think is important. Maybe it is uh, hiring a web developer to create a website. But you don't need a huge, ginormous, beautiful website to get started. You literally, in this particular instance, you could start with just a Facebook business page. Mm-hmm. And or an Instagram email, profile. Or yeah. an Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I got my little cold. Oh, no. No worries. <laughs> so, um, so where I would go with this is I would want that, that mompreneur, that designer to think about who is the type of person that's going to pay for her services. So say she, uh, you know, we're coming up on the holidays. It's Christmas time. Mm -hmm. There are people that need help decorating their homes for Christmas. So this would be an opportunity for that person. We have to think about what type of income level of a a person pays someone to decorate their house for Christmas. Sometimes, and this is where it's tricky, is when you're targeting uh, avatars, what we call it, or a uh, target customer, when we're targeting someone that is different from ourselves. So most likely that, that mom is targeting someone at two or three income levels above her. Yeah. So she needs to think about how can she get access to a woman that is that's family is making probably at least 150,000. I would say 200 to 250,000 a year is that family's income. That's the type of family that can afford to pay someone to decorate their exactly. whole house for Christmas. So those are like some starting points is knowing the type of person you're targeting and what can you do to attract him or her to you. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so ladies who are listening to us live, go where they are. Like, where would they be? Um, And that's, that's a really, really good question to ask yourself. And to do a brain dump again. Um, Brain dumps are so good. And also who else has access to them? Exactly. So most interior designers are not going to decorate their client's home for the Christmas, for Christmas. They are helping them with all over design. They're not yes. going to do like the Christmas decoration. So if that is the niche you decide to go after, yes. you probably these people have interior designers. They probably have personal trainers. They probably have housekeepers. They probably have architects. Like you need to think who else has access to your um, target customer and then see if you can get in through that way as a referral. I love your, that. It's all about initially using your own personal network. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And really getting the word out there. And yeah. I know that... I know that it's so scary to start a business. I know that it's so scary to tell those around you that, hey, I'm doing this thing or, hey, I'm actually going to offer this um, for this price. Like, it's scary. But if you want to move forward, you have to be scared for just for a little bit. Um, and then it'll be good. I'm scared all the time. Yes. I am scared all the time. Yes. I do it scared. I started it's podcasting. True. I was it's terrified. True. And I was bad. Like, I can't even listen to the early episodes. I know, I know how you feel. You can't get better until you start. Exactly, exactly. And I want to read a question from Ona. Uh, People sometimes need case studies and testimonials to work with you as a coach. How did you do this when you are starting? Free calls, dot, dot, dot. So so that's a question for you, Natalie. 
So when, so I am in a different situation because I had the podcast. So the podcast has actually drawn people to me. I, it gives me a forum for people to connect with me. And then I have done free calls. I've actually stopped doing them because I'm now doing on-air coaching calls where I actually coach clients and people that aren't even my clients, just listeners on air. Those are so fun. (laughs) Thank you. Well, the amazing thing is that it has demonstrated what I do. So if you are a podcaster and you're trying to monetize your podcast, I highly recommend you demonstrate whatever skill you're trying to sell, demonstrate it on your podcast. So it's so, it's so great. I literally don't have to tell people what a coaching call is like. I can just say, please go listen to these five episodes. If you feel like we would be a fit to work together, here's how you would book a call with me. And so my free calls now are my on-air calls. I don't do free calls with people anymore but I have in the past so hi Ona I know who Ona is she's awesome member of the biz chicks community and um, she's an amazing artist and children's book author and Ona um, I would say that you know it's okay at the beginning to do some free calls with people there's nothing wrong with that learning another great thing you learn in a call with a client or potential client is their language Mm -hmm. what words kind of what you were talking about Vicky at the beginning or, or like a little bit ago was that Use the what are people saying they think they need? Mm-hmm. And then you take those words and you give it back to them. So the way I know to say I provide, and I, I say this with my masterminds too, my masterminds provide focus, accountability, and community. Because women were telling me, I don't know what to work on. I have these plans for the week and then I don't keep track of them. And I mm-hmm. feel lonely. Mm-hmm. And so they told me that. And so I tell them that my masterminds solve those problems. And the awesome thing is they actually do my masterminds do solve those problems um but really we need to listen to what our our avatar is saying so for going back to this interior designer of this like potential christmas decorating person like i would say to that person i this is what i would post on facebook do you feel overwhelmed with just the thought of christmas let me come in and be your christmas elf i my team and i will decorate from floor to ceiling your entire home you leave for the day or the weekend and you come back and your house looks like, I don't know, some magazine, looks like Home and Garden magazine. We will yeah. take care of everything for you. Let me help you buy back your time. Go buy gifts for your family. Go out to the Nutcracker with your children. So that's how you sell things. You sell, you talk about the result. What are people going to get from working with you? Exactly. And, and then they're going to be interested. Exactly. Throw it out there. I throw things out there all the time and they don't all work. We have to do trial and error. I heard some trial and error. I heard someone say recently, trial and error uh, were their biggest and hardest coaches. Try. I love that. Yes. And that's the thing. You know, sometimes, Natalie, it's, you know, you have to go through that journey, through that hardships to understand or to have that clarity. Like, you know, life is is definitely about the journey and not the destination because every step of the way, every fall, every trip, it will teach you that, you know, that next time this happens or in another situation, you will act completely different because you know that you've learned your lesson the other time. So um, I I completely agree with that. And Natalie, oh my goodness, like this was so amazing. You are an incredible human being, amazing woman. And I'm just so honored to learn from you today. Well, I just want you all to know that I don't always have my act together. I could not find my computer this morning. Guess where it was? 
it was outside because my teenage daughter left it outside last night. So that's where my laptop was. Luckily, I have two because I'm on a different one. But every my my morning was crazy. I'm I'm a mom where things go wrong, where people. I have a teenage daughter. You know, we were all teenagers. You can imagine what it's like parenting one. It is a challenge. Yeah. I have yeah. you know little kids that you know want more time. Everybody wants more time exactly. for me, right? Including myself. I want more time alone. So it just because things look good doesn't mean they always are as great as they are. You know, I'm not posting yeah. pictures of when I'm yelling at my kids on exactly. Instagram. I'm not going to be posting that. I'm not going to show you my dirty dishes in my sink right now. Exactly. We're not going to look at that. I'm not going to put that on Facebook exactly. or Instagram. We're not doing that. So we're only seeing small tidbits of people's lives. We only see small tidbits of people's businesses. And I, I just want to share something I've learned that I think would be helpful. I have talked to, literally talked to 70 or more entrepreneurs about their lives and their businesses this year. Even people, some of these people, you would know their names most likely. Even the people you think whose lives are perfect or whose businesses are perfect, they are not. Being a mom and an entrepreneur and being an entrepreneur period is hard work and it is for the brave and courageous. So if you are a entrepreneur, you are brave and courageous. And so do the things that you can to help your own mental state and help you feel great about you. And when you go down into that slippery slope, like we're all going to have those hard days, try to turn it around faster. Like don't be in bed. If you're you're like, I'm just going to watch Netflix today because I can't take this. Okay. Well, maybe you get one show not to binge. You don't get to binge Mm -hmm. watch a whole season. Mm -hmm. Take a break. Do one show. Do something different. Whatever it is, however you take care of yourself when you are in a bad mindset state. Um, just try to shorten the time frame a little bit. It's okay to go there. Just don't stay there for a week or two weeks. Don't check out of your business for you know a really long time because it's harder to get back in. Natalie, this is so beautiful. It's so true. And it's so true that you don't know. You only see the beautiful parts. And there's nothing wrong with other people or even me or you or only posting the good stuff because that's what we want to focus on. But like, you know, I think in my Instagram, I have like sharing the perfect moments of my imperfect life. And that's exactly what it is. It's we're just sharing our, our perfect moments and, and, and that's all. And so um, I really appreciate you, Natalie, for bringing the truth and shedding some light on this entrepreneurial journey that is not, not all that pretty. It's not always pretty. It's, it's, it's a lot of times like a hot mess. Uh, but that's why we keep going. Like if you're doing what you love, then you can get through those times. So that's why I love us just focusing on what we're passionate about and bringing that to the world and having an impact on others. I agree. I agree. That's powerful. Uh, Ona, thank you so much for joining us, honey. Brooke, thank you for joining us. Uh, Brooke said, I love being a part of Natalie's Elite Chicks Mastermind Group. Wow, girl. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, Chrissy said, all about networking. Preach, sister. Um, (laughs) Maria said, benefited so much from Natalie's podcast and business services. I love that. Ladies, thank you so much for your sweet comments, for your questions. I really appreciate you for being here live. And Natalie, Thank you so much again for joining us. It was such an honor to have you on. Thank you so much, Vicki. I have loved watching your journey and um, just cheering you on like every week. So proud of you for creating this live show. This is brave, ladies. Doing a live show is brave and courageous. And I am so impressed with you. Oh, thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate you. All right. Thank you so much for joining us live 
on the Mompreneur Show that happens live every single Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, Vicky Lashenko, and this is a show that features amazing stories of the most remarkable mompreneurs. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us live today because we always have such an incredible time here in the chat and with our incredible guests. And Natalie was incredible. I love how open she is and how she said it how it is and shedding some light on what really goes on in the entrepreneurial world. And so again, thank you so much for watching and I hope I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.